0: And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored Sponsored by Audit. All right, welcome everybody to the Elevating IT Podcast. My name is Mike Brooks. I'm your host, and I'm here with Greg Dernan. Greg, do me a favor, and I want you to introduce yourself to everybody because I'm going to, you know, I I know you pretty well, and I'm Sometimes when you know somebody well, you, you miss things, and I want to make sure I don't miss anything. So please introduce yourself to everybody. Sure
1: thing, Mike. Thanks. Acacia um, IT is my company. Uh, it is it's it is now a, well, February, it'll be a 30-year-old company. So we've been doing this a long time.
0: Congratulations.
1: Uh, started, started with building computers and, and supplying uh, some larger vendors for that kind of stuff, and and now into managed services and compliance and and... Uh, just hired, we're up to 12, 12 people now total. Um, 10 of which are techs. so we're, we're doing pretty well.
0: That's amazing. Congratulations on all that. And, and I know Greg for I've known him for a long time. He's a user of audit. Uh, and I've gotten to know Greg as we've done kind of a, a, a we've created a peer group with other audit users. And I speak to Greg every couple of weeks. and recently he's been sharing a lot of things in here that he's been doing in his business to market and sell. And uh, I thought this, this is just some cool stuff. And I I asked him to come on and talk about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I think these are, these are some great things for, for folks listening. If you're an MSP, this is almost like a, it's going to be almost like a webinar, you know, even though it's, it's our podcast, there's some actionable stuff in here. It's not just us talking back and forth. I think uh, you're going to get an actual little system. You can steal or borrow ethically, steal from Greg to implement in your MSP. So, with with that said, Greg, before we start, do you, you know fill in any blanks? Anything that you want to say before I kind of dig into my questions?
1: Sure. Let me let me jump in real quick with with what we what we generally have been focusing on as IT across the board, and I think this is everybody. We have we have been over the last couple of years trying to sell security. And as you're trying to sell security, people are like, yeah, I don't need that. Well, we got that. Well, I don't want to pay any more money. You get those kind of responses. And and the way that things are looking now um, with, with uh, the way that the insurance industry is pushing things, the way that uh, CMMC, even though they have changed to, to uh, CMMC 2.0, um, but they're really starting to push more and more towards a stick approach where we have been doing the carrot. So, so it's been a lot of, hey, we really want you to do the security stuff. And that's the carrot part. And now it's getting to the stick part where all of these other, you know, uh, industries are saying you have to have this now. So that's, that's kind of where we're at and what we're looking at.
0: And just so, you know, I'm going to ask you the question as myself here. I'm not an MSP. I'm a sales marketing person. So MSPs may be like, that's a dumb question, but I'm going to ask anyway because I want to know. Is that is sorry, my phone's ringing as I'm talking here. Uh, mm-hmm. that never happens. I never get phone calls on this cell phone. So that's a, that's a first, uh, the insurance companies are pushing your insurance companies are pushing you and, and kind of t- t- like, what is that? What does that mean from a liability standpoint? I mean, what's happening? What, what are the, what is the stick? What What's the repercussions here? So we're being pushed
1: on our end as MSPs, but but what, further what's happening is if, if a company has what's called cyber liability insurance, okay, they are now, every time it renews, every year that it comes about, okay, they have certain uh, aspects that you have to meet in order to get covered by the insurance, okay? What's happening now is they're now including things like multi-factor authentication and encryption and, you know, uh, making sure that you have anti-spam stuff and making sure that, you know, um, RDP ports are disabled on your system. I mean, the, it, it it's going and they vary all across the board. There there are some that are very simple. They say, hey, have MFA on and you're good to go. There's ones that are a lot more complex. Uh, Travelers is monstrous. If you're a Travelers uh, you're a client, that, that one is probably um got more stuff in it than than most of uh msp's security stacks because i mean it's that it's that big it's that large so
0: wow okay i can get my wife in here she works at travelers if uh, <laughs> y- let her
1: talking talk about cyber liability what they have it's it's literally like a four-page document on their website for, for
0: compliance wow. and so that's so obviously if um I mean, does that affect how the cyber liability insurance is paid out and, and what kind of benefits you get and what happens if you're hacked and you have cyber liability insurance, right? That's going to cover you, but maybe not. Mm -hmm. Is that the case where you, you have these, if you didn't do this, you're, you're, we're not going to pay the bill. Like, I I know that's homeowner's insurance, right? Like if I do, you didn't read the fine print, right?
1: Exactly right. Yeah, is if you if you say you have multi-factor authentication installed on all your systems, and 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 to further that, they don't tell you what systems have to have that. They just say you have to have multi-factor authentication. So it's really kind of a you know what does that mean? What it has to have you know multi-factor? What doesn't? Um, and that's where you really need to have IT come in and say, hey, this is this is data that we need to protect. That's going to be, you know, something that would affect us with cyber liability insurance. That needs to be MFA encrypted or MFA, you know, accessed. Um, but uh, so so the, if you don't have those things on there, in other words, you check the boxes and say, oh, yeah, we got that. We got that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I ran into an insurance guy the other day that said, oh, yeah, well, you know, they should know what they have. And so if they say, yeah, they have that, we just check it off. But if they check that off and then they get the this, this cyber liability insurance and it turns out they don't have those things in place or they don't have them installed properly or, or whatever the case may be, they aren't going to pay out. They're basically going to find the loophole of their insurance companies. That's what they're looking for is the loophole to not have to pay you, okay? I hate to say that about insurance companies, but that's the way they are. I mean, you know, obviously they, they, they don't want to pay everybody out for everything that happens. So, so if you're missing those things in your steps and you're not complying with it and you say you are... You're not going to get paid. It's, it's that simple.
0: Yeah, and Eric uh, made a comment here: willful negligence. Yep.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: So let's talk about the advertising approach that you took here. What are you? What did? How are you using this now in, in your advertising?
1: So we actually started doing um, uh, some some local uh, chamber of commerce uh, and other events. We, we're doing some speaking at uh, on on really what this all means for for companies not just in the cyber liability side of things, but, but in, in general across the board and compliance. Um, The, the big one I haven't really seen a whole bunch of movement on yet is HIPAA. And I expect that that's going to come along here pretty soon. They're going to start enforcing, they're going to start doing, you know, further than what they are now. Um, I mean, right now, they kind of look at it as if they see something that is uh, negligent, they're going to come in and take a look. Right. Um, But, but, for the most part, HIPAA, you go through your risk assessment and you're done, and there's nothing. You know, they don't ever check up on you, okay? Whereas uh, now that they're starting to, the cyber liability is starting to actually make sure that you have these things. Uh, CMMC is starting to push in and have 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 that uh, background done and and make sure that you're complying. So so as we're going forward, all of, what we were doing is is these uh, speeches to these organizations, uh, chambers of commerce, other business groups. Um, To kind of walk them through what these things mean. What does it mean when they say, hey, for cyber liability insurance, you need to have a business continuity plan. You need to have, uh, you know, a CISO, which is, you know, chief information security officer. Um, You have to have, uh, you know, uh, uh, internet security appliance, uh, you know, an actual router that actually blocks stuff. So, so that's the kind of things they're looking at and that's what we're taking these speeches to and, and explaining to the general public what this actually means um and then and then beyond that we actually have built a security stack where we can actually sell just a stack for you and say hey here's the things that you're going to need to be compliant cost x number of dollars you know it's yours we're not including any of our uh remote support any of our you know monitoring anything like that other than the pieces that we're putting in um you know obviously if we're putting in an endpoint protection antivirus kind of software we're going to monitor, okay? Um, but we built that package for those people that want to just do that. But what we found is that's actually a, a way in the door um, with a lot of clients to say, hey, you need this. And then they start to say, well, yeah, but if we want support, we can do that too. Here's that. So so we're kind of separating, uh, as a lot of M- M- MSPs are doing now, we're separating the security pack from the actual managed services piece. So,
0: this is a great footprint door type of thing. I mean, so you're booking a lot of talks, Chamber of Commerce, different getting in front of folks and really, you are you selling this service to them there or are you kind of booking appointments and doing this? Yeah,
1: yeah we, what we actually, that's interesting is, is we use audit for it. So we actually book the appointment, we walk in and I've built an audit template in the background that I can go through and say, okay, for cyber liability insurance, these are the boxes that you have to check, okay? Uh, These are the most common, I think there's like nine or 10 of them that that are the most common things that you have to to go through and make sure that you have. Okay. And with that, then we come back and say, these are the things you don't have, you know, we can show them the big red audit report and say, Hey, these are the things you don't have. Um, And, and we have this package that will fill that. um, If you need further support, here's, you know, managed services, all nine yards.
0: I love the approach. You know, anytime you can insert education, and get in front of an audience, you know, get in front of a chamber. I mean, you're touching so many people, and you're you're, you're coming at it from an educational standpoint. I think that's just a huge win. What, what kind of results have you gotten from this? So
1: I'll tell you the the first speech I did was a chamber of commerce. There was twenty people there. I actually booked three appointments and signed two contracts. Full managed services on it.
0: Really, signed two uh, yeah. contracts later. So. Two,
1: yeah, after the meetings and so forth, and going through all their stuff. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but that's that was the first one we've actually done it uh, right now as it sits. I think I've got had twelve different appointments scheduled. Some of them are still in the future, um, but we've actually those two we signed. We actually signed three more that just took the security stack, so they, they took that piece of it. Um, and and again, we'll work on them as we go through and say, hey, you know, how are you doing with your support? And 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 this this also by the way works really well with co-managed because. When you have an IT person on site and it's a single IT person, perhaps that doesn't know all of the security pieces that they're going to need. Hey, we can slap this this on top of there and show you, hey, this is this is uh, the stack that they need. They're done. They're finished. You know, they've got all that piece. You can continue doing your support piece. and You don't have to worry about the security. Brilliant.
0: And and I know you said you're working on more stuff. You're working on a webinar series. Where, Where are you with that?
1: um we actually uh are are putting together a webinar uh that we're going to post up on the it will be like the evergreen style um so that reoccurs on our website that should be up in the next two weeks so we're in the middle of uh, producing that one and getting it done but but it'll that one will be focused solely on the cyber liability insurance then we'll probably go into doing one on uh, cmmc and then also one uh hipaa so
0: And I thought this was clever. You're you're working with an insurance agency on this.
1: Yeah, we've actually actually three different ones. Uh, I've met with three different insurance agents who are like, yeah, well, we understand all this stuff is happening. But when we sit down with them and we're going through that checklist, we have no idea if they have MFA. So so what I said is, hey, let us either come with you or refer us and, and we'll go through and do that. It's a free of charge. Come in and say, hey, this is what MFA means. This is how it works. This is where it needs to be placed in your system because because of the stuff that you have on your actual network, okay? Um, so those are the things that you need to protect with MFA. And and if you want us to implement, we can. If we don't, that's what you need. That's what you need to have the check that box on that on that list. I'm never a pressure sales guy. I, I don't like the pressure sales. I'm going to show you what you need, and if, if you want to take it from us, fantastic. If you think you can do it on your own, by all means, go for it. <laughs>
0: And I want to unpack that a little bit. That's such a great approach. So you're now talking to a lot of insurance agents. That's probably part of the the marketing strategy here is, you know, you connect with those insurance agents. They can put you in front of all their clients.
1: Right. Yep. And we're actually doing, uh, we're actually looking at doing some live events, probably beginning of the year and and doing, uh, you know, a 10 or 15 people type of thing with their clients for the insurance agents to bring them in and talk about all that and go through the whole process and and what they need to have for, to meet their cyber liability insurance policies.
0: Yeah. And I don't know where you are in that process of doing that, but I can tell you that, you know, over the years that, that, that I've been doing marketing and for myself uh, I've had, this is, you know, audit is I'm a partner in audit. This is my third business. (laughs) You know, I, I had a business before this, I had another business before that, and I've always done things where I can put myself in front of, people that are going to get me in front of more people it's a multiplying multiplier effect it's a great strategy um you know you know if you're looking for insurance agents those are not hard to find right like you go out to your cha- to your local chamber you go to networking events usually and usually quite frankly at a chamber of commerce event i don't know where, what it's like in arizona but here in connecticut i can't walk you know as as i'm walking to the buffet table at an out for business type thing or an after hours thing i'll bump into eight insurance agents.
1: Yep. What, what I found interesting with that, and that's true, but what I found interesting with that is not all of them sell cyber liability. They're all different areas of, of sale. So so they you know, some may just do homeowners, for instance. They don't they don't get into the whole business side of things. And, and so so it, there there are a few that don't fit that mix, but but again there are a lot of insurance agents out there.
0: Yeah. So are and you a lot,
1: do- them, a lot of them are very you know prone to say, hey, you know when you start talking to them about what this all is and what that means and, and do they know what that client has to have when they check that box, they're, they're like, no, I have no idea. So, so it's a really good in for them to you know to start talking that talk. So
0: Interesting. And you're probably doing some education for them because, quite frankly, you could do a webinar for the insurance agents just to educate because they don't even, obviously, sure. some of them don't even know about this stuff.
1: Right. do the ones yeah. who
0: who do it really know deeply about it or do you have to still educate people who even sell cyber liability
1: i have yet to run into any of them that really understand all the technical side um and usually what i do is i'll take them out for coffee and we'll sit down and 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 go through their policy okay bring bring your policy for cyber liability let's see what boxes they have to check and i can go through that and say and and explain to them what that stuff is and what that means and what that client's going to have to do Because, because then once they understand that it's not just a, uh, you know, hey, we turned on MFA on Microsoft 365 and therefore we're good. That's not the case, you know. Um, When they start realizing that how deep it is, they're much more apt to bring us in and say, hey, let's let's meet with these clients and go through this because these are the clients that I'm, I'm, you know, we're doing site reliability with. We're renewing, uh, generally speaking, because they, they are adding these pieces on now as they're renewing. So it's not generally normally the newer ones that are coming in for cyber liability. It's generally the ones that are renewing that we're seeing.
0: Interesting. And I know here in my notes, you you were talking about, you recently got into, it became an RPO.
1: Ah, yes. So, and that, that is an interesting whole conundrum now with CMMC 2.0. Uh, so basically what they have taken with the whole process, CMMC is, is basically uh what they're moving DFARS into, which is all the government compliance. If you're gonna deal with government entities, if you're gonna sell to the government, um, they're they're pushing from a DFARS base to a CMMC, okay? Um, In order to do that, initially they had five different levels of CMMC compliance, okay? And and the top four of them needed to have uh, an actual review by an actual auditing agency to come in and do. Now, what the and, and what the RPO did is the RPO is the technical side or our side, the MSP side, that goes through with the client, gets them prepped for that audit, gets all of their security stuff up to date, up to where it needs to be, gets all of that stuff implemented, does a practice, you know, run through audit with them, and then they bring the auditor in to do the actual audit, okay? What they've done now is they've gotten rid of the five. They've gone down to three, and they said one and two and a half don't need to be they're all self-assessed still. They're, DFARS is a self-assessed kind of thing. So it's all self-assessed. Two and a half above is going to have to be uh, RPO and and uh, auditors come in and, and do that side. So so it's really, it has limited the amount of, of clientele that we can deal with on that. Because And obviously, you know, anybody that's a, that's a level two that wants to go through that kind of you know, process of, of getting in compliance, absolutely. They're just not required now. So, so it's, it's, it's kind of backtracked us from, I think they said the other day, it went from uh, 300,000 businesses that needed to be CMMC compliant down to 80,000. So it's a big chunk down. Um, but we are an RPO. Uh, we are one of the only registered RPOs in southern Arizona. I don't think there's anybody else in southern Arizona. As a matter of fact, there may not be any other, others in Arizona. So it's, uh, it, it is definitely an area that, that we can dominate on, you know, the compliance piece in there and, and looking to do that.
0: And how do you know, I didn't know what that was, and I'm sure do your clients know that that was? Do you have an educational, you know, do you have to kind of educate people on what that is? This stuff is so confusing to businesses. Yeah. There's always more. Right. No stuff.
1: So what we found is uh, we have several clients that deal with Raytheon because Raytheon is big here in Tucson. Um, and they all came to us saying, hey, we need to be CMMC client. Can we do this tomorrow? <laughs> no, you can't because it's a process. It's going to take some time. They haven't even finalized CMMC yet to say go so so there's lots of lots of steps in between um most of those ones now are going to be self-assessed because they've now been bumped down to the level two area where they don't need to have actual assessment several of them have still said hey we'd like to go through and make sure that we are doing all the right things though let's go there because we have to do a self-assessment anyway we might as well make sure we're there so so we're we're looking at that end of it but but um the the ones that are really going to have to do the full-out thing are, are Raytheons, the larger entities that are dealing directly with the government.
0: So. Got it. And I have your um, document up here. So you have a one-page PDF going back to the presentation. And, and I'm going to assume that you use this. Maybe what we'll do is share the screen here and you can walk us through this document. I think this will be Beneficial, and we can. And this
1: is the cyber liability uh, insurance. This is one of the things that that we actually bring um, to the to any meeting that we're going to be talking about uh, cyber liability insurance. Um, and and these are the the check boxes here are the ones that are basically the ones that are required by most of the cyber liability insurance companies. So you know you have to have a CISO. You have to have somebody identified as the person that is responsible for your information security. It doesn't have to be a a registered, you know, high-end technical person. It can simply be somebody within the company that is responsible for making sure that you're meeting all the standards. Um, MFA, you have to have multi-factor authentication. Uh, And that's going to be, you know, um, again, it's not just turning MFA on everything. It's turning MFA on to the things where it's going to be something that if you had um, some kind of a breach of some sort, uh, there's a multi-factor way to get to that data. Okay, so it can be your CRM. It can be your, uh, your actual uh, EMR for electronic medical records if you're doing that kind of stuff. It can be so that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the, the data that you have in your entity or your company is protected by MFA. Um, business continuity plan. Uh, again, this is what happens if. Um, you know t- tomorrow your building is gone, something happened, there's an earthquake, there's a fire, you can't get to it. How do you continue business? How are you actually doing that? Uh, and obviously insurance agents want to know that too because when you're when you're um, you know no longer able to, produ- to to do business the way you've normally done it, how are you going to continue? What does that look like? Who's going to be in charge of doing what? How are you going to rebuild? Uh, you know how does it continue? Uh, data backup. Uh, obviously they're always interested in data backup uh, some of them get very in-depth as to are you actually doing data recoveries to test it are you doing uh you know uh, off-site and on-site are you encrypting uh so they some of them have very like the, the travelers for instance goes very in deep in deep on that some of them just want to make sure that you have data backup okay um security awareness training again this is the biggest thing that that we've been pushing for a long time because the biggest hole in anybody's security, as far as IT is, the end user, and security awareness training is is where most everybody needs to have something done. I mean, they just want to know that you're doing some kind of a training for your people to say, yes, this is these are the things that are happening now, and and how do we prevent or protect against that? Okay. Uh, your internet security appliance. Uh, this is your firewall. Uh, you know, is, have you got one? Are you just, and you'd be surprised at how many small companies we walk into and they're running off the modem from Cox or Comcast direct. Okay. there, There's nothing in between them. And, and, but, and, and obviously they have a little firewall thing built in there, but it's not anything business class security wise that, you know, and, and lately we've been seeing uh, Cox do more advanced ones where they're doing a, a larger, um, device that they're actually that they're actually doing but it's still i i would recommend you know to any entity if you're doing business on a a system that you've got your own firewall um you know it's just it's where you can configure you've got somebody that knows what they're doing configures that device properly for your business um rdp disabled this is an interesting one because uh, a while back, there was a there's there was a lot of companies back in the day. We used to just open up an RDP port so that people could remote in, access, get to the system, you know, get to whatever they needed to go to, um, log into another computer, whatever the case may be. Okay, um, that that has in the last few years become a very big security hole because people can find that port. They do port scans on your IP address. They find that port. They can get in there. They can do all kinds of Really bad stuff, most of which is usually ransomware um, where they just encrypt the systems and, and lock you down and want you to pay money, okay? So, so they're looking to make sure that that RDP port is disabled on that internet security device, okay? Um, password policies. This is, hey, are they, you know, do you have some kind of a policy for changing passwords? Uh, how often? Is it every 60, every 90 days? You know, are you doing it at all? Do you have a complexity in your passwords? Um, so they're looking for that. Um, they want to make sure that you have an anti-spam on your email, which is pretty basic these days. Almost everybody does. Uh, and then content filtering is the other one that we're seeing a lot of uh, in these policies. And that is where you're blocking out sites, uh, especially malicious and or nefarious sites. They want to see blocked. Um, but it also gives companies control of blocking, you know, pornography and, and other areas as well too, if they want to go that far. But but, uh, yeah, so they're looking at making sure you're blocking the, the bad stuff as well. So, so those, are the, those are probably the most prevalent ones that we're seeing. So we put together this checklist. Uh, and obviously, you know, I think Mike's going to put it someplace where everybody can get access to it. Please use it. Take it. You know, Obviously, you probably won't take my, my company name off the bottom. But, <laughs> but uh, and, and uh, it's a really good intro to talking to people about what's going on, you know, how, what do they need to be aware of.
0: And now just from a process standpoint, sales process standpoint, you're you're at a talk, right? You're doing a chamber of commerce talk. Do you hand this to them, or is this your checklist? Like they're checking this stuff off themselves? So
1: the one that I hand out to them and say this is the most prevalent stuff, and and I talk through them, you know, just like we just did about what that actually means to their company. Okay, what they what they need to be doing in their companies. Uh, and, and from that, generally speaking, they'll go, well, we have no idea. We're not doing security, we I know that. We're, we don't have a business continuity plan. Uh, I know we're doing backups, but MFA is on uh, Office 365, but nothing else. Uh, and, and, you know, we've got three different people putting in software on the system, so we don't really have a CISO. You know, so, so that's what we generally run into. And we say, okay, look, let's, let's just sit down. Let's go through it for you. Let's make a plan for you. You know, let's see what you need to do. And, and we'll actually go through in depth into their system um, in that free meeting, basically, and go through. This is, this is the things that you need to do. And when they see, generally speaking, when a company sees the amount of stuff that they have to do to get this stuff done, they go, okay, what is it going to cost me? Because they don't want to do it themselves.
0: Yeah. And I know you've, you know, we've talked a bit about this. You've been having some pretty brilliant success with this.
1: Yeah. I think we've, we've, like I said, I think we landed over 10 appointments on just this, this, you know, speeches and document. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's great. We'll keep it that's up.
1: In, and that's in the last month, a little over a month.
0: So. Yeah. Keep doing it. I mean, it's, I, I think this is probably going to work for a long time. It's not getting any less confusing. That's one of the, you know, it's a bummer for SMBs. <laughs> but it's it's great for msps because they need you more than ever and it's just more and more confusing like you said it's a carrot stick approach right like they have no choice now
1: yeah and that's and that's really the the nice thing for the msps because we've been preaching this stuff for a long time you know and, and we've been trying and you go to your qbrs and you're trying to get these people to do this stuff and they're just like "Yeah, we want to spend the money when they realize that if they do have that breach, if they do have that event, that ransomware, whatever it is, and they have their cyber liability insurance, but they didn't do this stuff, they're not going to get paid. They're not going to get that money back. That's, it's, just, They're going to refuse it. And we've seen several cases of that, too. Um, one one was actually up in Phoenix where they actually refused to pay the, the actual fee. They said, no, you guys said you had MFA on your system. You didn't have MFA. And you got ransomware, and it's not our fault. So
0: they they would not pay the, the the insurance. Wow, crazy. Well, this is great, great information, Greg. Thank you very much for sharing this, and thanks for letting us give out the uh, the, the sheet. What we'll do is we'll put that into our members area, so that any audit user can go grab that. And, you know, you can certainly reach out to me or Greg yeah. if you uh, yeah through the social network here. Um, yeah, post your comments, ping us. Start a, you know, like write uh, skywriting type thing, you know, whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm,
1: always, I'm always happy to talk. Anybody wants to, to go through this or talk about other things, that you know, in this, in this area, I'm more than happy to, to chat
0: about it. Awesome stuff. And before we go, I just do want to uh, let you know if you're watching this, it's Friday today. It's November 19th. We're recording this live. Um, if you are listening to the recording, you can go to this little site. We're launching this new series Monday, myself and audit founder, Frank Benedetto, We are launching Ask Frank and uh, I've been coaxing him for a while to jump on. You know, he's a lot like Greg where he's, he's a pretty successful MSB. He knows what he's doing. He's running a successful business, but he's not like, uh, isn't Necessarily have a, a guru guru product to sell. Like Greg's not on here trying to promote some digital product or coaching program. He's just sharing because he likes to share. And uh, I, I kind of convinced Frank to come on and, and share some of his knowledge because he's a incredibly successful MSP who runs a profitable MSP and, and gives out great advice. But you know he's not he's not trying to get up on stage and do this stuff. And I have to drag him kind of kicking and screaming on these on these things. So he's going to do this. We're going to do this once a month. You can ask Frank anything. If you're an audit user, ask him anything to do with with audit um, and anything that, you know, sales, marketing related. He's really, really good at that stuff. He's, he runs a super efficient MSP. He's able to act, you know, create an audit, able to run two businesses at once and do it pretty well. So definitely tune in. Um, and let's see, we, we do have a, a comment here, uh, MDR, not in cyber insurance, Rex, I don't understand what that question is, but you probably do, Greg.
1: MDR. Um, so it depends on which insurance you're talking about. So, so, um, it can be in there, but, but some, most of them don't put it in. Fair enough.
0: Good yeah, question. I, I, Thanks for the question, Juan. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been great. It's always great talking to you, Greg. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, have a great Thanksgiving. You too.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, keep on elevating IT.